0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Bet Spurts.
1: welcome to the deep dive andy it is nice and cool here in this uh, southern california weather we have recently but i am still sweating more than daniel medvedev is as he utterly obliterates poor pablo Andujar in in acapulco uh finally catching some winners here at long last in mexico <laughs> it's been a rough week <laughs> but uh i laid the games with medvedev i Took uh, a little Isner to win. I took a little um, Giron. I took actually. I took over two and a half sets in PCB Giron. So I would love Giron to take this first set, and then he can go away.
0: Yeah, Um, we we won't uh, we won't dig into this. But last when last we left you on tennis talk, you (laughs) mentioned that (laughs) Sasha is defending points, so he has motivation. Well, he forgot about that in the first set. He remembered. Oh my goodness! He remembered eventually. Yeah, and then he forgot about it when he didn't sleep a bunch and had to play some more doubles. So, been a Whew. it's been a weird tournament. I mean, just real quick, spitballing top of your top of your head, who wins it? Who takes who takes home the pear-shaped trophy?
1: Well, we are on a collision course for Medvedev Nadal rematch in the semifinal, well, yeah. which is going to be unflipping. I mean, is that
0: just the winner? I, That's I looked the, the bracket, winner. Yeah, sense, yeah. I yeah. Mean, of
1: course, yeah. S- Sissipas last night. He barely got that. He by jiri on. And then now, yes, these are not fast courts, but that was a miserable performance from Sissipas in round one. Now, he could he could build into this tournament, I suppose, as he adjusts the conditions and gets he over. Does the that travel, sometimes, but, though, where he has um,
0: he has some early round troubles. Whew, I don't know. I'm, I'm not man. hopeful.
1: but um, no, the bottom half of the bracket is wide open right now. I would say it's anyone's guess who comes out of that mess. Uh Karinio Busta uh had the cleanest first round performance, but he's he's struggling right now against Giron. Um Sisipas should get by JJ Wolf, but Wolf has some tricks up the sleeve. He may be able to make that a tough match. Ohio State's um, own. Uh, I think JJ Isner, Wolf. I think you're probably gonna look at uh you're probably gonna see Isner or you know Nadal or uh um, uh, or Medvedev potentially taking on Isner in the final, which will be a letdown. But that's okay. Uh,
0: yeah, that won't be a final. I'll be too jazzed up for as it uh, probably it will be about a forty. Well, I don't know. I mean, John you know? will still John will still hold serve a bunch. Andy, so, I mean, it, it is the year twenty twenty two.
1: It's the year twenty twenty two of our Lord, which means it's probably going to be Djokovic in uh, in in. in Uh, Dubai and Nadal and Acapulco, because the more things change, the more they stay the same. (laughs) That's
0: a good good Cinderella song (laughs) for any of you uh, 80s metalheads. But as you can see by the title of this podcast, by the title of this stream, by the time of the year we're in, we're going to talk more NBA. We really got into the weeds on both (laughs) levels of basketball on Monday, had some fun kind of digging into like where you should start. I know a big stopper for Drew was, Hey, don't start betting NBA right now, (laughs) but we did, we, you know, we, we did mention it. We had some caveats to that we said, Hey, you know, if you are going to try out some new modeling or some new betting, paper bet or bet very small, or just, you know, start to work on stuff, set the groundwork for next year. Because I mean, it's like, it's like people who start a diet or working out on, on January 1st. Like, why didn't, you, why didn't you start a month ago? Like, it, what Why does a certain day matter? It, you know, it's the same thing with this. You can start setting the groundwork for next year if you want, and I think you could really, you'd be really in good shape for uh, the next NBA season if you were able to start following the market, start learning about the market, start learning about some of the um, we're going to get in some advanced statistics eventually, so we're going to reset it because we do start again. Tomorrow, there's no games tonight on Wednesday, but tomorrow is the startup of the second half of the season. When teams do start to ramp up towards that playoff push, it gets a little weird. Now with, um, you know the, the weirdness that is the play-in tournament as teams do jockey. There's a high premium now on the what is it the who seven seed the, oh, who goes who goes the, into yeah, the play se- seven or eight so day
1: yeah, back in the day, seven, eight, you were in clean. Now, if you are the seven seed, you have to you host uh, a play-in game. The way it works, you still seven, have a decent advantage as yeah, a seven seed. Seven and seed, eight play. play just, yeah. Oh yeah, six seed is the difference between seven and six is huge. Yeah, no doubt. Seven and eight play in the seventh uh, or home arena. Mm-hmm. Winner gets officially gets the seven seed. Yep. Uh, the loser plays the winner of the nine and nine ten. And ten who play in the nine home arena. So it's, so it's double elimination, double elimination for the loser of the seven, eight match. Um, And we saw that matter last year as Mm -hmm. the Lakers defeated the Warriors. The Warriors then hosted the Grizzlies and got defeated. Mm -hmm. And the Grizzlies move on to the eight seed to take on the Utah jazz, won the first game and then lost four straight.
0: Still, I think it's fun. And you know, Commissioner Silvers talked about the possibility of an in-season tournament. The malaise, and I, I don't know because I don't handicap NBA basketball. I don't bet much of it unless you or Noobs or somebody tells me to. I really stay away from it. So I don't know if I'm out of turn, if I'm talking out of line here, and if this would piss you off as somebody who spends a lot of time on this, but the the malaise of the midseason. I kind of would like the in-season tournament. I like some of these changes that the NBA has made. It's fun, like the the do or, you know, it's not do or die for the seven and eight. They have a second chance, but the do or die nature of the the nine ten game and then the second game that the winner of that plays, like those are fun. Uh, even in the ba- you know baseball, adding some of those one game series, there is there is a lot of drama to the to the do or die stuff. I don't know how the in-season tournament would work or how it would matter. I suppose you just have to make it money. Like you guys get a shitload of money or something. You, you take all the TV money. That would be so fun. But yeah, Holt brings up the Lakers-Warrior game. That was, good. That was a good game. I was worried about when I first heard about this, I said, man, these seven and eight seeds, are. these are the teams that just get their, you know, their faces melted off by the good teams every year. But when it is a seven and eight playing they should be of similar skill level or at least close enough where those games have turned out fun so i, 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 I do i asked biggest, the question and then i kept rambling like one of the how most you uh, feel about the in-season tournament if that happened
1: weirdly no opinion <laughs> i don't think it really doesn't change my, my opinion much if i guess i i guess i'm for it um basically every wrinkle that they've added there has been you know if you're if you are making your good fares if you are a little bit ahead of the information game if you're just like reading the rules <laughs> like yeah. you can find an edge and bet it and win on this stuff um i'll never like you remember very um i'm sure you remember this fondly because this was at a time when there wasn't much sports but uh the pr- the, the ramp bubble? up to the ramp up to the bubble you remember the yeah. ramp up and so you remember so how had, they,
0: everybody had those eight games to play
1: no, this and wasn't even. This was pre oh, eight games. Oh, the eight the pre- games was so ex- fun because the, they offered
0: tot- win totals on those. The
1: X, ex- the eight games were fun. There was lots of fun ways to play the eight games. But before that, they had three pre bubble, like oh, get back into shape games. Do you remember those? I
0: had, I had forgotten about that until you brought that up.
1: <laughs> and do you remember what weird. happened? Do you not remember what happened? Yeah, those, they- all
0: those games were super weird. Like there was just. I remember you guys you guys did well and everybody well, they, did well on the eight game set the eight game yeah. sets too.
1: They lined the totals like they were going to play a full 48 minute game and then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and if you read the rules you knew it, that it was not going to be a full game. Uh, this is off the top of my head exactly how it went, but uh, uh, I remember getting like under two hundreds, under two twenties, even on stuff that landed in the one fifties, one sixties. It was like the it was like the WNBA All Star game. They were um, it was
0: ten minute quarters. Ten That's minute quarters. That's
1: what yeah they took two minutes yeah, off. They every yeah
0: they didn't do anything sorry. silly at the end yeah. like 40 an Elam minute or games instead of 40 but Yeah games. there were ten minute quarters and yeah some people got caught napping. I had forgotten all about that. <laughs> I, I don't think it was yeah. for all three games i think it was just the, maybe the first couple and then it was like oh shit this isn't working
1: yeah and then we had we caught some that, like if you were watching those games and you were watching the starter minutes you realized real quickly that like oh shit like everything's going in <laughs> like these gyms are like shooter heaven and uh it took them a while to adjust on the totals once the game's restarted um absolutely smashed that was so much fun good times well and then yeah like i said
0: those those wind pools they set for every team for the eight games those were often very off based on some of the teams lack complete lack of motivation in some cases like i think it was the bucks that had just very little incentive to play at all
1: dude you know what's crazy oh the bucks had very little incentive to play at all the bucks were having all kinds of weird uh, distractions from what was going on in Milwaukee because of the you know the protests. Oh, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Was... they did not want to be there and, and they played. And they very set poorly. that
0: at like six wins. To oh, yeah, open. Way
1: too high, way too high. And you know what else about the bubble that's kind of funny that we are rem- reminiscing here? Um, you know who really established themselves in the bubble that our the relevance has carried to this day? The Phoenix Suns, the Suns. Came together under Monty Williams in the bubble, were the best team in those eight restarts, Uh, and now they are your, you know, they have carried that momentum. Add Chris Paul, go to the finals last year, and you're there are the world beaters this year. Um, You know that that all started in the bubble. Similarly, I I, you could argue the same for the Heat. Um, You know, Jimmy Butler kind of bringing that team together, bringing these young guys up. Uh, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and, and Bam Adebayo. Like, uh, <laughs> they, they certainly coalesced uh, on that finals run uh, for the Miami Heat, and here they are on the preps, precipice of a one seed in a conference with Kevin Durant and the super team, conference with uh, you know Joel Embiid, your presumptive MVP. Uh, nope, 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 not so fast, my friend. Uh, Miami Heat looked very likely to get the one seed.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, too, because at first I had a I had a uh, standings pulled up that had everybody in it. And I looked and like, oh, man, like, is that is the It's just not good. I don't think that's the case. And I hopefully you back me up on this. I think it's just a lot more balanced. And, you know, because I look at like the Miami Heat are. Tied for the one seed right now with the Bulls. Maybe they have the tiebreaker and that's why they're listed first. They have the best record in the East. They have 10 fewer wins than the Suns. You know, they're behind the, the Warriors and the Grizzlies as well. Is it just is it top heavy in the West? Is that what I'm seeing? Or are those teams just variants and they've been playing well?
1: Uh it the, the West is top heavy. Um, the West has a decent middle class. The east is just lacking the the team that just ha- can go to FU mode and get a win when they need it, right? Yeah, the
0: Phoenix has only lost 10 games. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> I, really just don't the they were, I mean, if, if if Chris Paul stayed healthy and they kind of pushed, they probably win 70 games, which is not easy in the NBA in an 82-game schedule. Um, that said, they're still going to get the one seed, in my opinion. Um, but uh, ultimately, no, I, I think uh, you can... Depending on the time of year, you've looked at any type of market rating. Depending on the uh, availability of the players, basically anyone except for Toronto in the one through eight seating has been considered the best or rated close to the top, or could get the one seed. Even your even your Bulls, as as injured as they have been. Even your bulls have been resilient. I mean, just resilient is what, mean, yeah, know, is what they right. are. Yeah, Demar Derozan having a season that nobody saw coming, um, except for Chicago just keep they throwing said.
0: injuries at them, and they they just are so resilient. It's a so it's, a, it's a, probably a team of destiny, and yeah, the Sixers, especially now with the <laughs> let's let's focus on the East because you're talking the East and you're talking about every one of these teams, and I I, I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to make the case for the Bucks. You know, the Celtics have played well, and now that the the 538 model is really liking them. I guess the Nets also doesn't take a a lot to make the case for it's it's a fucking super team. I don't care if they're in the eighth spot right now. The Heat, what they've done the last couple years with that core, the Bulls just playing above their heads, the Cavs playing above their heads, and obviously the addition of a, a young player there that's helped quite a bit. The Sixers are the ones... I suppose everyone's focused on I don't take in a lot of NBA content. <clears throat> I'm guessing everybody's just talked about this this week and we're just going to rehash it again like are the Sixers uh should the Sixers be the favorite in the East after the trade? I still like the, I still like the Bucks. I don't know.
1: Dude, it's I have some hot takes on all this.
0: H- um, hit me with it. Start with the Sixers. Like so, are they are they better or worse off after this?
1: Uh, okay, so if we go to that trade specifically uh what happened so ben simmons and seth curry head to brooklyn oh, and andre drummond head to brooklyn uh james harden comes back um is in a vacuum is james harden better than seth curry and andre drummond yes was ben simmons ever going to play another minute of basketball for the sixers no um, So on paper, so it's
0: Seth for Harden and Seth is a very good player.
1: <laughs> That's a very good player, but he's yeah, he's not James Harden. Um, and so on paper, the Sixers upgraded their team. And this is a Sixers team that was expected to be competing for. They were the one seed last year. Um, you know, they have the presumptive MVP, as we said. Um, but there's still a lot of things that aren't quite right about this team. Um, they're still coached by Doc Rivers. So, in a best of seven series, best of luck to them. Um, but uh, realistically, they are 35 and 23 right now and sitting in the third seed if the playoffs started today. Their schedule is not easy down the home stretch. And now they have to figure out on the fly how to put James Harden together with Joel Embiid. Sounds easy, right? Two superstars. We've seen this happen multiple times. In fact, there's been lots of ink, sh- ink spilled. Uh, you know, tears, tears shed, uh, sweat, and tears poured into. Uh, you know, hand wringing over what happened. These two superstars going to fit together, and it always does. However, I will say that. However, uh, however uh, this is not a great fit. I don't mind saying, in any way, shape, or form. That I have huge questions about how these two players play together. And it has nothing to do with the offensive side of the ball. Actually, it does have something to do with the offensive side of the ball. Harden is not for your, he's not pre pandemic Harden. That's for sure. Right. If this were Harden in his like kind of MVP like level where he could literally take over a team and get them to whatever they needed in any given night because he was a, capable, capable of creating whatever offense he needed. I, you know, I would say, yeah, they'll figure it out. Um, they only probably need five, ten games. They'll figure it out. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, he's not that player anymore. He has a diff- more difficulty creating offense now that they have changed the rules and they have made his particular wrinkle, of, his particular yeah. brand of bullshit, <laughs> his particular brand of bullshit, isn't legal anymore. And, uh, you know, are they going to call it the same way in the regular in the pro season as they do in the regular season? Maybe. But there's not calling it that way in the regular season. And they're not going to change it coming out of the all star break. So he's not going to all of a sudden get to the free throw line more often. And his three point shot is not as good as it was pre pandemic. He's put on weight. He's not getting as much space against the one on one when he's being defended. Defenders are defending the three point shot more aggressively because they uh the instituted the Harden rule. And so all of those things are real and his ability to kind of fill it up offensively is not the same. I'm, I and you know they there was a moment when KD got hurt and we were talking about it and we we're like, you know, this is kind of the test because this same time last year KD got hurt. He missed like 20 games and Harden stepped up and we were like, holy shit, he might be the MVP. Like this is a guy that quit on Houston. It <laughs> was wildly out of shape. Got traded to Brooklyn, and he's he just playing got a shirt so well. his jersey. But yeah, well, he was playing so well in the in the absence of KD that we were like, man, he might uh, he might be the MVP. And no, that is not the same player that yeah. you have taking the court now. A lot of it is the rule change, and just in general, his the aging curve is hitting him. Um, and like, if there's yeah, and, and if if I haven't seen even in his career that he has gone hand in hand with a guy who's a true post up scorer, right? There's not like there was you remember James Harden and uh uh Dwight Howard experience? Yeah, I was
0: trying to trying to think how was that? To, like, Houston and- <laughs>
1: How was that one? Well, you remember that one? That was fun for you, right? The Dwight Howard, uh, James Harden era? Uh, Honestly,
0: the Dwight Howard in anybody right now. Was <laughs> years. It, I like the guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he's not, obviously, you know, Embiid is a much better player. I'm not comparing Embiid to, to, um, to Dwight Howard. I'm just saying that in general, it's not like we have a ton to point to about the way that Harden's game operates that says that this is going to be a slam dunk, no doubt. These guys are going to get along like, Swimmingly, right? And part of my thought process on this is just the um the best center that Harden ever played with in terms of fit was PJ Tucker. Honestly, like that was like the right kind of guy that you want on the floor with Harden because they can because of what he does defensively. And now you're you know what Harden, he's he was always a lax defender, he always was a switch everything guy. And now he's gotten even more in you know ingrained into that way of thinking, which means basically if Embiid had X defensive responsibilities with the old unit, now his defensive responsibilities are going up because Harden is switching guys onto Embiid. That's that's for sure happening, right? And to me, I think that opens up risk that number one, Embiid could get injured. Right, I mean, you know, he's going to now be t- doing a lot more physical basketball. Um, obviously, game one of this season, he bumped knees with Jonas Valanciunas uh, in a physical moment. We haven't seen him play much physical defense since. That's going—he's going to have to pick up the physical aspects of his defense because of, of the addition of Harden and what he he, he lacks defensively. Um, and you know, realistically, there's still there's still a lack of shooting on this team. I don't exactly know who the closing five is around Harden and Embiid, Um, and on you know even upgrading, yeah, you know even upgrading their team on the basis of the fact that they went from Seth Curry and uh, and Andre Drummond to Harden. I am still, I have a very real possibility that they land in the seventh seed, and that they're playing their way into this tournament.
0: Not an easy start to the season taking on the uh, Finch and the upstart (laughs) (laughs) T-Pups. It's kind of a fun – it's a fun team. I'm paying attention to them now at least. I might be back into fandom. I might do Mm -hmm. it. I might be the fan of a team again. I don't know.
1: Okay. I don't want to get hurt
0: again. So I want want to put a pin in Harden, and I want to talk about him in the second half of the show when we get into some analytics a little because I think he's an interesting test case for some of my questions. Go to the other side. I don't know. Just – Casual NBA basketball Andy stepping in here, the Ben Simmons thing, and I, I'm not even going to delve into the whole mental health question that Twitter just freaking destroyed for two days. Uh, nobody, nobody knows what's going on with anybody that they're all, we're all strangers in the world. Like, uh, I guess like it was worth arguing, but I mean, common sense can play like he kind of quit on that team at times yes like th- that that's what happened i mean i if you want to be mad at me about that be mad at me but like i believe he quit on that team And the, my last memory is casual andy is him being wide open under the bucket and passing like i can't yes. get that out of my head ever so like and and that actually probably does speak to some sort of mental block like that is sure. that is something mental that um is you know Bothering him or is affecting his gameplay, and uh, that's why he's such a wild card. Like, how do you evaluate his value to this team when you haven't seen him playing ever? And the last time you seen him, he was doing that sort of shit. And then, and then the million dollar question,
1: million <laughs> dollar got, question, Andy
0: the Kyrie thing, and then he got the Durant's thing, health. Yeah,
1: Durant's health. Uh, all of these are questions at uh, Joe Harris's health. Like, uh, like we were joking in the basketball chat today, but I was being somewhat serious. Like the closing five for the Nets, if it does not have Joe Harris on that closing five, they are imminently defendable, like very defendable. You will have two non shooters (laughs) on the floor, and literally it will be every single possession will be. Ben Simmons is wide open, but he doesn't want the fucking ball. And yeah, like like I, I so you're basically it's gonna the a best of seven series could potentially work out to like, well, the Nets desperately need um James Johnson or Lamarcus Aldridge to create offense for them <laughs> because uh Kyrie's you know Kyrie is well defended and Durant is well defended and uh, you know, the, who would even be the other guy? Seth Curry, I guess. So maybe they're, you're going to be counting on Seth Curry uh, giving you offense, uh, which didn't go great for the Sixers last year in the playoffs, by the way. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Simmons very much, uh, you know, is a huge question mark in terms of his offensive contributions to that team. Now, that said, he solves a huge – he's a huge fit solution to them if they do have Joe Harris on the floor and they do have shooters. Like, you want to put – you want it you want guy you want a versatile around Kevin Durant, you want your ideal group is three and D's. And if you can't have a, a three and D at the Simmons position, that's fine. Like he can he's a versatile enough defender. You can have him on the floor, and he you can do a lot of things defensively with Simmons on the floor with Durant. All right. But um certainly offensively, you need another lights out shooter with durant with kyrie uh you know to to and with curry to be sort of the you know four players you have to have respect for offensively that makes sense now that said andy if you were writing the script for how this nba season played out and you wanted to make the um play-in game as absolutely must watch tv as possible you send the nets to philadelphia in the seven eight right
0: I was gonna say even
1: even Boston underperforming a
0: little Toronto lapping them, like Boston, Brooklyn, Boston, Philly, Philly, Brooklyn, like that's a that's a really good standalone game.
1: But the best is Simmons and the Nets. Oh yeah. Heading that's, into that's, 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 <laughs> and yeah. honestly, to answer your question, if you are a mentally fragile individual and you have to go back into that crowd. Into that arena, into that 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 setting. (laughs) Best of luck to you, Ben Simmons. Um, So I think you know, realistically, like I may be giving this too much like plausibility just because I want to see it. Um, But a seven-eight, a seven-eight matchup between uh, for you know winning, you're in between Philly and Brooklyn would be unbelievable. I would watch it. Oh yeah, of course. And then uh, of course, Brooklyn would host the. Seven, eight, or the eight, nine. It would probably be the Hawks. I'm guessing they're going to host the Hawks in the in the eight, ten matchup or eight, nine matchup. Um, you know, to punch their ticket to the playoffs. But even if that doesn't materialize, the chances that we eventually get a Philly Brooklyn series are real in this playoffs. Um, and in those moments, what can you count on Simmons giving you in the Philly games? I I just don't know how to quantify it um and yeah all your other questions are real uh, I do think you get a, f- a full complement of playoff minutes from Kyrie Irving it sounds like New York's giving I was, up the yeah, game you say
0: it's it sounded like the New York uh you know the restrictions were gonna get eased up and boy you have to especially if it comes to playoff time and you want to sell some tickets to those games let's make the nets let's make the nets great again but um yeah it it's an interesting – it's a super I think. To to steal a term from well I mean, Taleb, I guess, but from our guy plus EV that uses it a lot, it's super fragile team. Oh yeah, because Durant uh, injury prone. If you believe in injury prone or not, he is just because he's a giant person, and those kind of people get hurt playing. You know, when 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 you're when you're built like him, it just seems like that's a an injury prone kind of body type, especially yeah. playing a professional sport. And then you have a guy that uh, might not be able to play because of restrictions if that doesn't go how it's planning. Yeah. And then you have uh, Ben Simmons. Yeah. So it's a Seth Curry show, baby.
1: Durant is 33 and change. He is off of one Achilles uh, replacement. and um, yeah, what,
0: yeah. What, what if there's a series against Toronto?
1: That's possible too. So here's the other thing is how quickly does... Brooklyn get up to speed? Do they finish hot? They have a difficult schedule. They only have if I look at kind of like who has quote unquote gimmies, mes um, Nets only have seven out of their 23 remaining games that are gimme's everything else they're going to have to play for uh, I'm projecting them to finish the uh, most likely projected finish for them 14 and nine. Uh, and uh, that would put them at 45 and 37, which would give them the eight seed in the East. Tied with the Atlanta Hawks.
0: I think no matter what the nine, the seven eights in the East is going to be really good. I want to flip I'm not even going to bring up the bulls. I have full faith. Well, I
1: think let's bad. go up. Let's go up the list from there. And let's talk about your bulls. Bulls are the biggest at-risk team uh, to fall down the standings. They're currently in the number two, and their schedule is hard. And they're still not healthy, and they can't play defense. All of those things are a problem. They have (laughs) meaningful, meaningful issues in Chicago. You're not. They they do have your support, though.
0: One the the main question is, they have played. 59 games. Yes. So they will play another 23. Can they win 6 of them? That's yes. all that matters. I don't have, give a shit if they get swept out of the playoffs. I don't five. have any futures on them. I just have regular season win totals.
1: You you need 6 to get
0: that, really? I I played it late. I played oh. like 43 and I, I mean people got like 42 and a half, yeah. I think I have a 40. I'll go check. I thought it was 43 and a half or 43. So I, I think I need five for the push, six for the win or something. Either way, but I'm hoping they get there despite the injuries. Um, I mean, that is my question again. Casual NBA Andy, who knows of the injuries, yeah, knows of the problems. He doesn't really go and look at, hey, when is this guy back? Like, yeah. what what is what is the <clears throat> best case worst case scenario for the injuries that they're currently sitting on come playoff time?
1: Best case scenario is that the All Star break Zach Levine got 100, which is not very likely uh, and that Pat Williams comes back in April and they have defense (laughs) because right now it's not great. Uh, This is one of your worst defensive teams that is a contender uh, and they're getting it done with late game heroics from DeMar DeRozan. And if you want statistics that are sticky, Late game heroics from Demar Rosen are not one of those, <laughs> so I wouldn't count on that for playoff success. That that said, all that said, they Vucevic is a is he's a good offensive center. He's a disaster defensively. They desperately need rim protection help. Um, they give up anything you want at the rim, but uh, they defend the three fairly well. So you know they're they're they're, they're, they're they they should win. Uh, 48 games this season. Right now, I'm projecting them to win 10 out of their final 23, get to 48 and 34 for the season, which I think would make them the six seed by my projections.
0: You Can live with that.
1: Um, succeed. They draw the Bucks potentially in the three six matchup by my numbers. You're gonna stay, take a game from the Bucks in the United Center. Go out, gentlemen. Gentlemen, sweep. To the a, defending champion bucks.
0: It's not really a rivalry. Is it? It's silly that it's not. not really. You know why? As much as like Bears Packers are and Green Bay's a long way from Chicago, like that's essentially one city. Like when you drive from downtown Chicago to downtown Milwaukee, you barely leave the city. It's it's just one big mess. Like that should be a better rivalry. And I suppose yeah. it comes down to Divisions and, all that, and how how things work, and the fact that the Bucks weren't very good for chunks where the Bulls were, but both teams have to be good to make a rivalry work at the same time. I think. So, yeah. Talk heat, talk heat, then because okay, they're right wait, up there too. Let's, and keep, I guess, let's keep
1: going up. Let's keep going up. We haven't mentioned the Raptors, who I know, I know, I am high on them. Don't don't come and tell me that I'm high on the Raptors. I know that I am high on them. I'm projecting them to do relatively well down the stretch, 17 and eight getting to 49 wins, which would give them the five seed. Um, I don't expect them to do much in the playoffs. This is a young team that relies on like a lot of young players and really relies on Pascal Siakam who is one of the hot cold players. He's like a major hot hand guy. My god, when things are going well, he is dynamic. When things are going poorly, he stinks. Uh and so if, you know, keep an eye on Siakam's form specifically if you want to know how far the Raptors can go, but ultimately I have them getting the 5. I have the Cavaliers getting the 4 seed. Uh, I have them winning 15 of their final 24 games and getting to 50 and 32, which is, holy crap, that is so much better than was expected of them preseason. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, but you know, a lot they have a handful of games against relatively easy opponents. I have them with seven gimmies out of their 24. Um, but a lot of teams have not been taking them seriously. Like, they've gone into Cleveland and just not really kind of – gone especially hard and so they've got you know i, I don't know that that changes on the, on the fly um they may slide a bit who knows but uh bucks celtics and heat i have finishing in three two one um who do you want to talk about first heat
0: yeah heat because i guess that was my biggest surprise i knew they were playing well but again i think i was just surprised overall at the top of the standings like man it's a mess
1: yeah i'm projecting the heat to finish 18 and 5 56 wins three games clear of boston for the one seed the heat have had a very very bizarre season because they're off i forget about them all the time like i forget that they're even in the mix for an eastern conference championship all the time but the truth is they have not been very healthy um but they're, you know, they have they're winning games with their depth a lot of the time. Like the fact that they are at thirty eight and twenty one is due to the fact that they have really done a good job of developing some of their bench players to step in when needed. Um, you're getting meaningful contributions out of the likes of Omer Yurtseven and um, uh, sure. and of course you know, you know and they have but they have a very 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 good core. Um, their closing five is absolutely among the best in the nba um and if jimmy butler is healthy if kyle lowry is healthy um they have multiple ways to create offense in a close game uh and the heat they still have what i think it you know they have the coaching advantage surely over the celtics uh the heat won the eastern conference championship on the back of what andy do you remember it was a wrinkle from eric spolstra that brad stevens Brad Stevens never solved it. The zone defense, (laughs) a very complicated wrinkle. Uh, The Celtics never solved it. It's basically the Celtics have a fatal flaw in its passing. Um, And, uh, yeah, if the Celtics and the Heat run into each other at any stage in the playoffs, I think you have to go Heat. Uh, And realistically, the Heat match up fairly well against the Nets, even at full strength um like that's kind of your nightmare situation if you're the nets is that you fight your way into the eight seed and who do you draw is the heat <laughs> you're probably one of done which is insane to say considering that you have that super team uh, assembled two years ago getting nothing out of it
0: some good questions about something i don't think about a lot until you start breaking it up and we've had some fun with these bets over the years but uh i mean a couple of people are kind of asking about- Boston to win the Atlantic then.
1: Yeah. I think uh it's very real. So well with uh, your
0: I, I, I can't remember all your projections. Like sure you do you have them splayed out by divisions? Or who do you have uh, winning the divisions then?
1: Celtics uh three four games clear of the Raptors in the Atlantic for me. I have them 53 and 29. That is a very, very bullish projection. Um their schedule's not easy, they only have seven gimmies. But the way that they're playing right now, particularly team defense with their closing five, is absolutely. Where do you have them
0: compared to Philly? I
1: have them. I have Philly at 48 wins and Boston at fifty-three. So I have the Celtics five games clear of the Sixers. Well, you,
0: you have the Raptors ahead of the Sixers.
1: I do. Yeah.
0: he's wilding over there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I. If If you had. If you ask me, and again, like. There's so thin margins here that my order is soft. Like, like And actually, shoot, go to Impredictable. You can see it there, too. Like, you look at the projected seeds of every one in the Eastern Conference, and it's like 15% from the Celtics have 18% 2 20% three, 19% four, 17% five, 12% six. Like, it's flat from two through six for them. Um, and that's absolutely wild. Uh, I don't think anyone's catching the heat in the East. Uh, If you want to take a long shot, then, you know, go for it. Celtics are a decent look. Cavs are a decent look, but uh, I wouldn't play them at shorter than 10 to one.
0: I think these are more fun the division odds, because I don't know if people just don't pay attention to divisions. They don't mean what they, you know, it's not the same as in baseball or football where it means a lot to, to win your division, especially football, where obviously you're auto in and, just the way the the standings line up, like
1: put a pit in that comment until we get to the West. And I well, I mean, I mean, funny, yeah, I mean, there, funny little wrinkle.
0: There is there are some wrinkles of seating, but the Bulls. I think I know where you're going with this. The Bulls <laughs> three clear or two and a half clear. The Cavs, two and a half wow. clear. of The Bucks. I'm guessing you. Bucks. I'm trying to think what you remember. Would you you would have the Bucks winning that division? I have the Bucks winning the Central. Yeah and yeah, then the, I, I mean the, the heats are just so far out from the I, make the right I make the
1: bucks i here's some of my prices so i make the bucks minus 125 to win the central i make the sure. calves the second choice and the bulls third uh i make the celtics um plus 180 to win the atlantic uh raptors i have second at uh, plus 250 sixers i have third at uh uh, plus 280 and sixers right now are minus 200 to win the Atlantic, which is again, this is like I could be wrong, like Embiid could you know step on the gas and give you know really secure that MVP. Well, we have, uh, we have, have know, a half I mean, season of
0: injuries be. yet, you know, a yeah. lot of shit can happen. Yeah, right. You, you could right. be you could be really right and lose that bet by 10 games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just a bad injury here or there is it's a good yeah. way to derail uh, your way to a division championship. So
1: technically, we only have twenty nine percent of the season left.
0: Oh yeah, it is a dumb, unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Wow, it is it is coming right up on our asses. Playoffs, when I like it. All right, did you have anything else on the East before we?
1: uh The Bucks are in a funny spot. They you brought it up as you kind of assumed they were going to win the East. Is that right?
0: I just think they're uh, I think they're sneaky because they're Cause sitting down there at five and they have so much talent.
1: They have the best player and Giannis yeah. in any given series. You put Giannis over any other player, mm. I think you have to His defensive impact on a series is uh, you can't that's good. That's a yeah, good point. You can't, can't quantify that. He might be your defensive player, you honestly. Um. Uh, although one Embiid's of my, one of my, well one, right of my one of my NBA guys, very, very high on a long shot price for Bam Adebayo defensive player of the year. So see if you can track that down pop the, pop a little, little, uh, little fiber or 20 on your, on your defensive player of the year market. Put that in your pocket. Um, the, uh, but yeah, Giannis is the going to be the best player in any series. There's no one that can match up with him on any of these teams. One V one. The problem is the rest of the guys. The Bucks are not going to. I, you know, I could be wrong. Brooke Lopez, I don't think is walking through that door, and that matters because that changes the way that they play their defense, and it makes them uh, a little bit stale offensively in the half court, especially. Um, not that he was like some big offensive unlock anything, but he could at least shoot, and so you had to respect him if he was around the, uh, you know, around at, uh, out at the perimeter. Um, that opened up lanes for. Giannis to slash, to get all rebounds, all that stuff. Um, the rest of the guys around there, big three. Uh, well, Middleton has taken a step back this season. Drew Holiday has been a little inconsistent. And then four and five. Anyone's guess. Pat Connaughton has been the answer for a lot of important minutes for the Bucks so far this season. That's not good. Uh, they lost three of four coming down the stretch after Connaughton got hurt. DiVincenzo was traded. Um, there are some serious questions about the way they still play three-point defense. They give up a lot of threes around the perimeter. If they go up against a Heat team and Tyler Hero is hot from three, Duncan Robinson is hot from three, good night. Like, you are in trouble. Um, so there are a lot of reasons to be skeptical of the Bucks making another run. However, we would have said that about LeBron when he was the best player in the East many seasons when he was on the Cavs, and yet he still got his team to the finals. So if Giannis does it, Will we be surprised? Not even a little bit.
0: Yeah, team sport, but it is amazing what one transcendent player can do. I agree. Just taking over taking over games like that, especially a guy who can do it at both ends. And he's, yep. not, he's not cat from the uh, three-point line, but the rest his, of his game is pretty good.
1: He had his anti-gravity around the rim when you see it in person is unbelievable. Like, you basically, like there's no point in running offense that tries to get to the rim if Giannis th- is playing.
0: So I think I had some Nets. <laughs> yeah. I think I just had some yeah. Nets future Yeah, in that series last year. Was that last year? The, the years again are just, the way the NBA season Yeah, with the stacked. toe on
1: the line that Kevin Durant was a, a yeah, toenail so, well, away from no, the just, finals.
0: So I watched a lot of that series. And honestly, even if I didn't have betting interest, that was just a really good series. Those games are all really good. But yeah, I would say... I was more annoyed with him than anything because his rim protection is just, it's very annoying when you're betting against that team. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like, God
1: damn, we can't get anything easy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's
0: just yeah. that I think that's the best way. I couldn't come up with a nice way to put it, but like, yeah, he just takes away anything easy if he's anywhere nearby.
1: Yeah. And also, like, you, it looks unfair what he's doing. And so, if you're watching it on television, you're inevitably like, are the refs ever going to call anything? <laughs> like are they? Are they they just gonna let him do this? They're just gonna let him do this. Um, just gonna let him yeah. get away with this. <laughs> do it. <laughs> but in reality, like he's playing extremely, extremely well defensively, um, and he also carried game, a yeah. really
0: shitty team to the finals of the Skills Challenge.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tennessee's not good. Tan Tennessee, I I was mixing up with Kakanakis. I always say Tennessee, but it's like Tenasis. I don't know.
1: Tenassist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tennessee's. Uh, the um. Okay, I uh, know. I think I think realistically, I, I have concerns about Milwaukee's longevity in the playoffs because of that specific, you know, the the depth specifically. And what's funny is that that used to be the anti problem with the Mike with the Budenholzer team. He used to go too deep to his bench, and now they have literally no one to go to. And so, you know, the problem's been solved by accident. Um, but they boy oh boy would they lo- need like a guy like Brooke Lopez or some shooters or just anyone because you get a lot of Grayson Allen minutes. Grayson Allen sucks. He's not he's not good uh in terms of his role, what they're asking him to do role and responsibility wise. Um they they could miss PJ Tucker in this uh in this playoffs if they go up against the Nets, because PJ Tucker was such a good, perfect player piece to match up against Durant in that series. Um, I don't know what you do 1v1 versus Durant. You kind of just have to let it go and kind of have to outscore them. Um, so yeah, I know the Bucks, the Bucks have a lot of flashing warning lights. But they still probably win.
0: I agree. Was that everybody? We didn't touch on the Cavs a lot.
1: The Cavs have are you your just... classic their classic overperforming great, in the regular season great story, great job, guys. Get a home five. playoff series and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're up against a team that has bona fide superstars.
0: Well, I mean, just look at how the standings sit right now. Let's pretend yeah. all your all your projections are dead wrong, and the standings are exactly as they sit here on February twenty-third, yeah. and you are hosting the Bucks
1: that's not yeah, a serious win. no i i think the your, the best possible outcome for the calves is drawing the raptors in the 4-5 and then i can make a plausible case that or or a
0: bulls from. team that doesn't get healthy
1: or a bulls team that doesn't get healthy bulls calves and honestly like if that's what no one's rooting for that, so that's probably going to happen. <laughs> Cavs Bulls. No one wants to see that. That could happen. Cavs Raptors. No one wants to see that. That prob that could very well happen. So um, I don't. I think I think from an entertainment standpoint, uh, Cavaliers Raptors would be a great series. I would enjoy it. I don't think anyone else would really appreciate it. And we, you, if you're a Cavs fan long term, you are dying for Garland, uh, Allen, and Mobley to get playoff minutes together and find a couple of tough wins together, you know, as a unit, and then, uh, you know, kind of backfill around them next season. I,
0: I was going to kind of ask the, that same kind of question. I don't uh, – it sounds like mm-hmm. something bullshit narrative, narrative-y that you're saying. I don't think that's a word, but uh, I do think there is something to that. Uh, you know, teams, young cores, or just a core altogether, maybe not, maybe not a young core, but even an inexperienced core of players who – they get some minutes in high stakes playoff games like that. Like there is something to that. And that was my question about Budenholzer. Do you rate him higher now as a, an in-game at scheme uh, in pre pregame prep as a leader of men? Like I know people were down on him. A lot of everybody, basically everybody put on guy spoon.
1: Boy, is that a tough one. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a Budenholzer guy. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be a
0: Budenholzer guy. You just have to. You I know. Like I you just, have to
1: be boot neutral. Um, I'm boot neutral. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm there. Neutral. Yeah, I'm boot neutral. I'm anti. Okay. Uh, if you uh, Budenholzer versus Doc Rivers in a best of seven series. God. Just, now we're talking now we're talking let's go oh, i mean can um. you imagine the gifs
0: we'd get of those two men's faces
1: <laughs> it would be good um but booze but the likelihood of budenholzer getting his lunch fed to him by spolstra with this team that the heat have i think is real um the likelihood of uh even you know St- steve nash has some good assistants like that's and steve nash isn't like you know some sort of Genius in terms of a coaching mind. Um, but uh, he gave Budenholzer a lot of trouble last year. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Budenholzer, did he do anything in the Sun series to turn that around or was it solely Giannis? Still getting worried about I'm my bread stuck. rankings. <laughs> noops, noops, you forgot
0: Texas toast. Ah, it's so good, too. Oh, Jesus. I use it on BLTs, I use it for French toast. Noops legitimately wants to make a 64 team bracket with bread. I, I think, think we have enough. I think it's doable. Yeah, it I is very doable. Um, <clears throat> all right, yeah. we are we're 49 minutes deep on the east. Much I don't think Let's uh, let's switch over to the they don't have cool nicknames for it, like in baseball, the junior circuit. Just the the Western Conference, whatever the Western, Western Conference, Conference. Yeah. Western the Conference, Conference like, that
1: no one stays up to watch.
0: Yeah, I know. Even like, <laughs> th- th- that is, I think that's the hardest part of Being for me, like being a Timberwolves fan, Central Division. Like you got the Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets, Jazz, Warriors, Suns, Kings. I'm trying to. That might be all of them. Like there's a lot of West Coast teams. Like when I was young, I had the. I stayed up late to watch the Timberwolves a lot, like games starting goddamn nine o'clock. And that was fine when I was like 16, but watching KG and Starberry. But boy, mm. howdy, I mm. can't do it anymore. So that's maybe, maybe that's my excuse for not being a good fan. But like I mentioned, yeah, the Suns not running away with it. It's only six games, six and a half between them and the Warriors. But uh, there is a little bit of intrigue down at the bottom. That I don't think we saw in the East. Whereas I guess Washington could sneak in. I don't see the Knicks turning things around. But like the space between the Lakers at nine and like the Kings at third to worst is only five games. Are there? Are, is there a chance the Lakers don't even make the play-in? That's that's just all. That's no. My, no that's no, my no, joy. No no, 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 they make the play-in for sure. Okay. Very
1: decent chance they don't make the playoffs though um market currently hanging them about 50 50 to make the playoff field of eight um i am projecting your t wolves to finish with the seven seed um they will be hosting the seven eight matchup against the los angeles clippers oh, yeah. who i think finished 41 and 41 i have the timberwolves at 44 and 38 i have the clippers at 41 and 41 i have the lakers finishing ninth at 38 and 44 i have the spurs at 10th in 36 and 46 so um i'm projecting lakers spurs as the first of the play in games and then the winner will take on likely the Clippers for the eighth seed. So let's just go ahead and assume that the Clippers Lakers can win one elimination game against the Spurs and a second one against the Clippers. Is that fair?
0: I'm gonna. I'll give it to you.
1: I mean, it's gonna be in the Crypt, which is their home as well. Oh, so look at this like too. Be...
0: Talking Kevin Arlen before he was Kevin, he was like our Timberwolves announcer. Kevin those, those, those games were so fun with him. He, yeah. I feel you, young fellow. That's what he'd say yeah. about KG. KG was fun till he quit on us. Went to Boston. Glad he got his ring. Whatever. Back to the conference. Anything All is right. possible, Andy. Anything is possible. Playoff game. So, Timberwolves playing a play-in game. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll oh, yeah.
1: It. They they played a play-in game a couple years ago. Did not win. Do you remember that? You it was know, a tiebreaker.
0: If they host... If they host a play-in game, if they truly do get the seventh seed, I'll probably I'll go, I'll go to that. That'd be fun.
1: I think it was the, they they had they were on the road against the Nuggets in the tiebreaker for the eight. Does that sound right to you? Sure. Nuggets beat them. Probably. Yeah, that was a good game. Unders, unders in the play-in, guys, just play the unders. Um, the. Uh, I I like what the Timberwolves are doing in terms of building out a team. They have a couple of very unheralded contributions from some of their players down the um down the board a little bit who you don't necessarily think of. Like I have Patrick Beverly as a top three defensive guard, which is un I mean, that's he is. He's amazing. He's very, very That's why we
0: signed him that's why we signed him to an extension.
1: Uh, I mean, he's no Alex Caruso, but he's very, very good as a uh, as a defensive guard. Look at me! Um, I just said we. I'm, I'm so deep <laughs> in this fandom already. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, overall, like uh, you know, ant ant's the real deal. Cat um, looks happy to be there, which is. A huge swing from what he has been at times well,
0: not only not only unhappiness with the team and the situation but that guy had a rough year
1: oh boy did he like yeah. it's
0: I, I wish him nothing but the best because he yeah. had a rough just in his personal life so it everybody in their mother
1: fun. everybody in their mother is trying to get rid of jared and jared vanderbilt and upgrade the the four for the uh, T Wolves, but he fits perfectly with what they want to do. So I don't, I wouldn't. He's the, kind of the perfect defensive complement to put next to Cat, who can't really d- protect the rim at all. So um, I don't. I think they're a well composed team, and they are probably going to continue to get you know a little bit better year year on year, assuming that their guys progress up uh, as opposed to hit a plateau. Um, yeah, what if
0: somebody taught Cat some D? Well, what would happen? Andy, you're talking, you're talking MVP. <laughs> you you, know, how it, you,
1: you know how hard it. You know how hard to Teach an, is an old cat. You can't teach an old cat. New you can't teach can. an
0: old cat. That's fair. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't. I was gonna say. I've never seen someone at this point in their career just. Oh, like hey, he's suddenly good at defense now.
1: Yeah, yeah. But your guys, your guys are healthy. They're relatively, relatively healthy. I think they get the seven. Uh, they don't have quite enough horsepower to get to the six. There is a very, very solid middle class between two through six. You thought I was going to say three through six, but I am I putting thought might have the- four
0: five, six, but you are going all the way up to the golden state warriors who are yes. again. And th- this is the thing about them for me. And it's not something new, just so tough at home. Like uh, looking at their home record again, it's, it's right up there with the suns, honestly. But uh, I don't know. Like, Mystique is kind of on, like for the casual NBA follower, like Andy again. Like it's not the it's not the Warriors of a few years ago. I'll, I'll wait for him to get. I want you to sell me the Warriors, and maybe you're not going to sell me the Warriors. I want you no, to sell me the Warriors I'm going hard, as I'm going
1: hard in the other direction.
0: I want you to sell me them as a team that can win a playoff series.
1: I will sell you a Warriors. No, on a lot of what well, from a lot of different angles. All right. Um, there are. There are a lot of warning signs with this Warriors team. They were gifted a very easy schedule out of the gate to help them try to re, you know, kind of build a little bit of momentum at in their new arena. I this is conspiracy theory talk, not proven. <laughs> um
0: I like I like conspiracy theory talk.
1: There are issues certainly going on with a lot of the star players for this team, notably Draymond Green. Draymond Green seems more inclined to work on the next phase of his career than get healthy for this season, which is a huge concern because he is a singularly unique player in what he delivers for the Warriors defensively in terms of flexibility, in terms of team defense overall. And if you look at the success of the Warriors so far this season, not only was some of it because they had a relatively easy schedule early on, but because they play amazing team defense. And fixing that with in the absence of Draymond Green has not been easy. Um, I think there is a realistic shot that, you know, I mean, again, like all of this goes right out the window if Curry catches a heater and carries it through into April and May. Like if Curry's unstoppably hot offensively, then they can be. So him. I know you did. But,
0: yeah, I know you didn't watch the All-Star game. <so>.
1: Guess what, Andy? They're going to play a little bit more defense than that. So Sure. This, this is this right? is
0: that's that is a fair caveat. Yeah. I didn't see a ton of defense in those first.
1: Or was Curry playing well because his wife happened to be there and uh, he had you know he had visitation rights with his wife over all star break, so he was in the groove again. Yeah, that maybe that was part of the uh, the the positive. Uh, are are you
0: mixing him up with Dell?
1: No, I'm making a joke at his expense, which isn't fair or nice. But okay, that's a weird. There's a weird. That's a uh, there, weird deal.
0: Uh, there's some rumors.
1: Yeah, it's a weird deal. Um, and certainly Curry. You know, I mean, he's a f- super fun player to cheer for. One of the, yeah, you know, one of the, Okay. <laughs> I, I just, I, th- I think like
0: three out of the four finals. Like I had futures against him.
1: Oh, okay, so, so you, like, you have dude, some when, history when he,
0: when he threw okay. the golf guard and got ejected was one of the highlights of my basketball career.
1: Was that Which, against uh, the Cavs? I
0: think that was that series. Now I have to rethink that. Dan, hmm. help.
1: Yeah, it, do you remember, remember that the mouth guard throw when he
0: whipped, he whipped the mouth guard at like, and it went into the crowd and he just booted him. And it's like, mm. man, this guy's a nice guy. This is funny that he got injected, yeah. especially with the cast of characters in that series that uh, were not nice guys.
1: Yeah. So, okay well um, the, um, yeah, I'm, the case I'm fine is, cheering
0: for him now whatever
1: my, none of my take really revolves around curry being hot or cold like i think we've yeah. seen the best offense we're going to see from him this season it needs to get better for them to have a realistic shot in a very crowded all-of-a-sudden western conference middle class um golden state warriors do not have an easy schedule down the home stretch here they only get to play six Gimmies out of their remaining twenty three games. In fact, only having twenty three games is kind of an issue for them because who? Um, yeah, who ahead.
0: has the easiest? Uh, I'm just. I was going to ask this before when you're going through the gimmies and the schedule. Mm. Who has the easiest and toughest schedule? Um, and it, it might be teams that are out of contention, and that's not fun. But I, I was just curious. Of the contenders,
1: about... the easiest oh. schedule remaining is Dan's Atlanta Hawks. Oh, they got it. They got eleven gimmies. Uh, out of their remaining 24 games uh and i if if there was one team that you told me is going to surprise people a little underrated by the market potentially shoot up the standings get the nine seed it's the hawks and actually that's going to put a little bit of pressure on philadelphia and brooklyn and everyone in that kind of play in range because they're gonna be like oh shit we can't fall to nine (laughs) like it's that's gonna come down to a sweat for seven eight nine in the east for sure um the there is no such thing as a <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan you're is a very, very, Hawks fatalist, an Atlanta <laughs> fatalist for um, sure. The uh, di- most difficult <laughs> schedule remaining is the Milwaukee Bucks, who only have four gimmies out of their remaining 22 games. No um, such
0: thing as a gimme,
1: no such thing as a gimme. Um, remember okay, when the Knicks so,
0: beat him in that one game?
1: Easiest, oh yeah, I definitely do. Uh, easiest schedule remaining, I actually, and really why I'm not freaking out as a Suns stakeholder. In the absence of Chris Paul, not freaking out. They have 10 give out of their 24 remaining games. Plus, Bonnie Williams is a god among men as a coach, and will almost certainly keep them on track to getting to 68, 70 wins, something like that. Uh, and I think that the Phoenix Suns bring Chris Paul back rested, healthy, and are in absolute uh, kill mode come playoff time. But that is hopeful optimism for me. Uh, the... Um, but yeah, the real concern though, Golden State Warriors do not have an easy schedule and Grizzlies, Jazz, even the Mavericks and the Nuggets are close enough to them. Um certainly the Jazz and the Grizzlies are close enough to them that they could push them down into the 3 seed or even the 4 seed.
0: So, and, and that was my question for uh cuz we haven't done a ton of this, you know, we've answered a few questions, but Sure. Somebody like the Atlanta Hawks who has you know, has some very high skill position players. Like I love I love my guy. I love my guy Trey. I hate his hair. He's sure. fun out. I, I I like players who who do shit with the crowd, like the whole ice thing. Like that's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like people who try to piss off the opposing crowds. Like those are my guys. They're sitting in the ten seed though. So like you say, hey, they have the easiest schedule. I'm not taking the Atlanta Hawks to win the conference. I'm not taking the Atlanta Hawks to win the the title. I can't – It just it's probably not in the cards. Probably, you know, maybe there's a little bit of value there if they scoot up the standings, but that's a big ask. That's a really yes. big ask for either of those. Uh, just where they're sitting in their division, I think that's an awful hard ask too, being 10 games back from the Heat. Are there markets for just make the playoffs then?
1: There are whereas yeah. like
0: whereas like hey, I'm a seven seed.
1: There are, yeah. I'm looking at a price for them that's not awesome. So I wouldn't bet it. Really? You kind of need an awesome price for that. Um
0: to, to because cause, the, cause you're bet you're betting can can they get to the six seed? And that's
1: that's not a, no no not a can lot, they lot get of to lot the of six t- seed, but can they can they oh, win yeah, they, the second they can, of the two play in games is the key. OK, because so getting it's it's going to it's going to be a stretch for them to get to the seven seed. It's going to be a very, very, very tough, if not impossible path for them to get to the six. So forget that. They're going to have to play their way in. Probably they're going to have to play their way in by winning two games. Will they beat the Hornets in the 9-10? Almost certainly. Will they beat whoever loses between the 7-8? It depends on who that team is. Yeah. I don't love their matchup against the Nets. I don't love their matchup against the Sixers. I don't love their matchup against the. Let's say that the. I mean, if the Raptors fall in there, they can beat them. If the uh, Bulls fall in there, they can beat them. But that's probably about it. So basically, okay. you need the Raptors or the Bulls to fall into the seven eight.
0: What lose, is the price right now for Hawks? Yes,
1: like plus one fifty five.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I was going to say if, if you get like a two to one. Yeah, you two, that's up, you probably where, that,
1: where I would bet it. You end you up can in find that a two to one
0: i mean there still is a chance they they get up to the eight win that game
1: that's true yeah i'm gonna hunt around
0: i'm gonna hunt around for some hawks futures so i can live vicariously with dan Dan, dan's i'm doing it anyway don't do it don't
1: do it no i'm just kidding um is there i like a team with an
0: easy schedule
1: yeah i mean a team with an easy schedule is always fun to to get involved with for sure um okay yeah, no, I think uh, no, I, I didn't really ever finish my point on the Warriors, I guess. That's not a very good point. I don't love Kerr as a coach. I don't love uh, some of their depth pieces have overperformed this year and are due for regression. Um, and uh, the team defense is a huge question mark. If they can repeat or just carry forward the success they had when Draymond Green was on the floor, if he is either not there. If, he's, if Draymond Green is not there, write him off. If he's not uh, as good as he was. Uh, in the first three months of the season, then uh, you know, Houston, we have a problem for the Warriors' defense, and they're going to They're, gonna they're actually
0: located in the Bay Area.
1: No, oh, right? Okay. Well, I um, will uh,
0: you, you give me that. Thank you.
1: Uh, Memphis Grizzlies have the tiebreaker over the Warriors because the Grizzlies likely to win the Southeast. How about that? Um, the there Grizzlies and the Warriors. Right now, the Grizzlies are up two to one head to head. On the Warriors, they have one more game to play. If the Warriors win and they finish two to two, then it goes to the next tiebreak, which would be: Did you win your division? Did and you win, the win your Memphis division? Grizzlies look very likely to win the? Um, the southeast is that right? South no, uh the, the southwest. Southwest. Memphis, Memphis is very is... much in, in the southwest. Yeah. I How said I, I said that? I'd help you with geography, yeah. but I'm, I'm out <laughs> on this one because yeah, New Orleans and uh, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Southwest. southwest the, yeah. Um, this is where, just, um, just give them cool anyway. names like legends and leaders. I uh, I'm projecting both of the, the Warriors and the Grizzlies to finish with 58 wins, which would tip the two seeds to fair. the Grizzlies. And the three seed would be the Warriors. The uh, Jazz, I'm having, I'm projecting one game behind the Warriors. Uh, Jazz, by the way, play the Warriors a couple. There's a Jazz play two really, really good games right out of the break. I think they play Warriors Suns, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and the Jazz are a team you absolutely have to circle because they're healthy ish. Um, they have a relatively like they made some nice kind of depth moves at the trade deadline. Um, and they, you know, they're a good regular season team because they're just a tough one night matchup. Um, and if there's a team in the West that I have my eyes on that could move up the standings and potentially even steal a two seed, it is the Utah jazz, um, which would really change things into, uh, into the playoff picture overall. Cause the dream scenario really is that we get a, uh, Something like a, I would love to see a Jazz Nuggets round one series. That would be for old time's sake, for bubble's sake. The Jazz and the Nuggets match up so, so well. And both teams at altitude going back and forth would be awesome. And Jokic against, you know, Jokic is such a good matchup against a Gobert led defense. Um, And if the Nuggets get, you know, get some of their key depth back, Porter Jr. probably not going to make much of an impact, but uh, absolutely expect, um, that uh the other guy would why am i blanking the guy that tore his ACL in the playoffs last year holy shit why can't I remember this? You MPJ? No, 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 no. He's he's uh the You just God said MPJ. The guy that uh that accidentally tweeted his his uh the 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 sex tape. Uh you know who I'm talking about? God damn it. Why do I remember that but I can't remember his name Tommy
0: Tommy Lee Jamal Murray?
1: Jamal Murray, thank you jesus christ wow that was a brain fart
0: sex tape got me
1: there jamal murray uh i if i expect he comes back and his his decent contribution come playoff time uh, at which point the nuggets are a scary out um jazz nuggets would be an awesome playoff series you're gonna get a great price on the nuggets there and i would play them uh grizzlies are a decent Playoff fade, although it depends on who they match up against. Certainly, Uh, I don't think I will back the Timberwolves if it's the Grizzlies and the T Wolves in a 2 7, but I will definitely take the Mavericks if it's Mavericks Grizzlies in a 3 6. Luka Doncic looks primed to win a playoff series, if you ask me.
0: God, you know what stinks about the go look at the division prices for the West suns minus a thousand jazz minus 800 grizzlies minus 1450 and really oh yeah yeah, yeah. the way and the way you're talking with you know if if i'm to trust your projections and i do not really some long shots to be taken in those
1: (laughs) i would not know i would not get involved you could have you could have gotten some decent prices on some of those not that long ago but the ship has sailed um yeah West is going to be fun playoff matchups. I will almost certainly be backing the Mavericks to win a playoff series, even though Jason Kidd is the coach. Um, Mavericks team defense has been superlative, which is tough to really explain if you break down the player contributions, but it is what it is. Uh, they play well together. Um, you want to guess who the highest graded defenders are on the, nat- on the Mavs? It's weird. Like they're, It's just they're all okay to good no great defenders
0: um does boban still play <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does kind of he's, he's, uh, not, he's
0: not rated highly
1: no mm. he's he's a, he's a minus defender cuz he's cuz he for whatever reason he he plays with his feet in cement blocks so i don't know why um uh,
0: Reg, reggie bullock
1: no i have uh let me see here i have reggie bullock is, is definitely not Dinwiddie is not. Um, I'm going from the bottom. Okay. Um,
0: does Luca rate high? I, I don't.
1: See no, that. he's a, he's a minus defender still. He's big though, which helps, because he usually guard, He's usually just a big body on guard. Um, the uh, best defenders: Dorian Maxi Cleaver and Dwight Powell and. Dorian finney Smith yeah those three guys are your best defenders which is a little sketchy a little spooky um, not exactly sure uh, how this is all working <laughs> but it doesn't matter uh Luca is absolutely emerging uh, right now at this moment in these you know, this regular season I think uh, he continues to carry that momentum into the playoffs and they're gonna be like there's kind of there there are Outside of the Suns, there are two teams that I think you really don't want to play in the playoffs, and they're the Mavericks and the Nuggets, and it's because of Jokic and Luca, respectively. Respectively, no, that's respectively. backwards. Respectively, that was backwards. You don't want to play the Nuggets and the Mavericks because of Jokic and Luca, respectively. Yeah, you got to
0: put them in the right order. too. Right order, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What about the Grizz? Did we get to the Grizz?
1: I think the Grizz are in the same situation as the Cavs. Like, they are, like, Fun you, remember, you remember, like, the first year that Steph Curry and the Warriors made the playoffs and people were like, cool! Like, they have something cool building here. Like, that's where you're at with John Moran and the Grizzlies, right? Sure, now. sure. They need, they need lots and lots. They have one playoff win for them. I mean, yes, they won. The, they won the two games in the play-in, but they won one playoff. Those game. don't
0: count on the record.
1: They don't count on the record. Um, so, yeah, and they couldn't beat the Jazz, who were it turns out very beatable because the Clippers beat them without uh, Kyle Leonard ultimately. <laughs> so, yeah, the um, no, I think uh, realistically, the oh, Laco- back. Oh! Ah! <laughs> MVP and MIP at the same time. Okay. So the, this is this is like the Dak where we talked about what if Dak wins the MVP and then he. Well, so this is what's funny. This is up. this is what's funny is that the awards like the <laughs> premier awards markets are really um, undecided right now. Like there's not consent. I mean, you know, there's a favorite, obviously, in Embiid, but he's that price is ridiculous. Uh, for MVP, um, it's basically a three man race between Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis. And I can see people who are sitting down to vote being like, you know what, Bucks are four seed or whatever, who knows what, three seed, whatever they get. I can see him, you know, people saying, well, I'll give Giannis defensive player of the year then because, you know, he's he's great and you know, he's just so good, but but he's not an MVP. Um, and then Jokic and you know, whoever gets the higher seed, I think, between the Nuggets and the Six Sixers, will get the MVP vote. Largely between, you know, the people will boil it down to those two candidates after they give DPOI to Giannis, and then whoever has a higher seed or more wins to, probably gets the MVP out of those two guys. So, sure. Jaws' path to the MVP is literally Sixers in the plan, Nuggets. In the play in, and uh, you know, Giannis in the four or five seed, Grizzlies in the two seed, so you need like a lot of team combination combinatorics to work out to get jaw the MVP.
0: I love the word combinatorics. Um, should, should we put this malarkey to rest?
1: It's not happening. <laughs> I mean, There's I, so know, many
0: people, like, this is I'm catching this from every angle.
1: I, I have yet to hear. He had Jaren
0: Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year, in case you're listening to the podcast for him. Jaren
1: Jackson Jr., JJJ, DPOI. Triple J, J J-cubed. He had a five, six-game stretch where he put up impossibly good counting stats in terms of rebounds, blocks, blah, blah, blah. He steals even. And counting stats are one of the things that the idiots look at when they are awarding DPOI. Like they'll look at, like, well, who's the best? Of, you know, who's got the most rebounds?
0: Yeah,
1: right. It's exactly that same philosophy goes into the defensive player of the year. And that, and honestly, that award, like, I think market leader probably go bear right now, but there's a ton of, um, he, he is, is the most, he hard, is, you know? he is the most important defensive player in the NBA, period. But, uh, there are, there's a lot of voter fatigue for him. And so, you know, I can see Giannis sneaking that from him. Um, JJJ is not sneaking it. And I honestly, like his counting stats have cooled off. He doesn't have anything really to write home about when it comes to sort of the advanced statistical profile either. Um, I would be pretty, I would be pretty shocked if JJJ got realistic Consideration. He will, he may be like the fourth or fifth place vote getter just because there's been enough buzz about him. Um, but I will be floored if he realistically uh, gets consideration. Is that, I, I mean, have you heard a, a good case other than just the no, like he the, had the case games? The, the case is
0: that, yeah, he had that stretch. Then it, people, a couple people talked about it on a couple shows. Then everybody bet it. And then everybody patted each other on the back because the odds went down because it's a soft, low liquidity awards market. And if everybody puts a hundred bucks on it, you know, in a hundred different places, it's going to drop like a rock because these books don't want to take, don't want to have huge liabilities on somebody that's catching steam. So I I get it. Um, The other person was Robert Williams. We're just kind of devolving into the defense. Uh, See, Robert
1: Williams, again, like, if you want to talk about guys who ought to be realistic consideration over JJJ, Robert Williams is one of those guys. Like he's absolutely sick. The problem is like he plays a position where Gobert is doing what he's doing better. Do you know what I mean? So he's up against that, which is a problem. Um although like the Robert Williams being a good defensive player is useful information to you for handicapping a Celtics Run through the rest of the season and into the playoffs because he is absolutely dynamic as a defender, rim protector. He is freaking awesome. Um,
0: all right, let's, let's run through the. Let's get back on track with the West, so I can. Yeah. uh I got. I got to Oh, I gotta get they, home yet today. I everybody plays eighty-two lot, games. Lot of things going on.
1: Every play plays eighty-two games, and then we have three rounds of the playoffs and the Suns win. And the Suns win. It, That's it is <laughs> it's
0: like the old joke about the World Cup. Like they play a bunch of games and then they give Germany the trophy. This yeah. our, and I mean you I don't know I never know if you're joking or not. Like are the Suns that much better than everyone
1: in my opinion they are. Like okay. it is like there there's no flaw. Right.
0: I've seen this argued too.
1: What is the what is the argument against the Suns? And I look, no 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 I'm, no no. I may be and, too. I may be way too in the weeds on this team. No, sure. no 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 no. I, yeah. I think
0: you're fine. I think I know some other smart people that think the Suns are far and away the best team in the league and should win the title. But uh, I saw somebody arguing about this the other day with the NBA in general, and I was on the other side of this. I didn't jump into the fray, but. Do you think the way that the NBA playoffs in a seven-game series that we see in baseball, hockey, basketball are more conducive to giving you the team that deserved to win the title winning the title outside of, like, Eli Manning accidentally getting a couple Super Bowls? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, not having shit like that happen because single elimination games?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think overall the NBA awards the correct – outside of a few examples where the refs had an outside influence and a few examples where you had singular player performance, elevate a team beyond the ultimate strength of that team. I think the best team wins nine, you know, if, if it's
0: injuries and there's still variance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you know what the, the, the premier league table, Champ, you know, Premier League winner of the, you know, the top of the table and the, whatever that, whatever the fuck they call that. Yeah, they call the table. Top of the table. Top of the table. That's probably the only better way to award a champion. And if you want to give it to the best team, I think. What do you think?
0: No, that's fair. I mean, like regular season standings over a big sample, like 72 games is probably the best way to do it. And if the NBA actually gave the trophy to the team with the best standings, the standings would be wildly different because yeah, of how sure. teams play during the regular season.
1: Surely, yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, with you. I think baseball is pretty chaotically stupid considering they play 162 games, and then some series are decided by
0: well, five. And, five. Well, <laughs> like, that, the, the difference between baseball and you know, it's still a seven-game series, but let's let's pretend Steph Curry could only play games one, four, and seven. You know, yeah, like when you have a high-end pitcher it's not it's not the same as you know a high end basketball player that can play 40 minutes a night for six straight games it's it's way way different with the variance that comes with pitching and then somehow Atlanta still wins <laughs> that's this is why i called dan a fatalist cuz i lived through the atlanta run through the playoffs and the georgia run to the title like there was there was doubt he had doubts and honestly that was a that was a fun world series let's uh i don't know let's uh I don't think we're getting yep. to advanced statistics today. We're, uh, yeah, a we'll, good do that setup. we'll do that I, another and day. And again, I, I just said that to, I said, like, I'd almost rather have a fun guest for that anyway. So you guys could bounce yeah. some stuff back and I can ask more questions. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, any hit me with anything else you got on the I'll, NBA? I'll just, the put a,
1: I'll just put, put a, a ball on it. Yeah. Uh, Heat, I think realistically should get, um, the one seed in the East. There's some markets out there that where they're like, you know, even odds, I think. They have their three games clear of the next best team, in my opinion. Um, I'm selling market price on Sixers and Nets. Uh, I'm very prepared for that to be our 7-8, which would be just outrageously, you know, break the internet type of, uh, you know, this league type of shit. Um, I'm selling the Warriors at market price. Um, I would expect... Hawks to come up the standings. I would expect the Jazz to come up the standings. Um and uh the teams I would not want to play in the playoffs include the Nuggets and the Mavericks.
0: I uh I echo those sentiments.
1: <laughs> and and anyone at- and anyone that spends any time on any podcast talking about the Lakers can find a new slant because who cares (laughs) like talk about i mean the the i'm sure there was a i didn't read any of it i didn't listen to any of it i'm sure a lot of people talked a lot about lebron over the all-star break he hit the last shot of the game did you see that no he might be back he (laughs) might be back um
0: real real quick too because i I talk about i want to close with this Okay. because I'm, i have Fanduel open right now and i'm looking okay. they have adjusted regular season win totals like i'm tempted to look at them the t- just the go just, are 49 and a half i'm tempted let's, to uh, at
1: let's, the middle can, do you want to write them down or do you want dan to write them down i'll just tell you oh we're recording over this under. i can just watch it back yeah pick pick a handful and i'll tell you over under and we'll see how i do hawks
0: 41 and a half or i'm not supposed to say the number am i no you can you I didn't know if you were guessing I'm, or if you wanted to. Bet.
1: No, no, just tell me the numbers uh, of some of the teams that you are curious about, and I'll tell you where I project them over, Hawks
0: over 41 and a half. Obviously, because of the easy over, schedule, I'll over, over.
1: Pr- over projecting them 45.
0: The Nets 44 and a half getting plus money on the under.
1: I'm projecting them 45.
0: Yeah, it's minus 128 to the over. We'll leave that Jeez. one be. Jesus. Believe that. like I said, Bulls under forty nine and a half, minus ten either way.
1: I'm at forty eight.
0: Yeah. Um, our Detroit Pistons eighteen and a half. <laughs> we didn't Seven, talk
1: I'm at I'm at seventeen for the Pistons. <laughs> it's
0: plus one hundred on the under in Fanduel right now. Um, okay. I, I should bring up the Lakers just to be an asshole. I just want to see what it was. Thirty eight and a half, huh?
1: I'm at, at thirty eight. The Lakers. I have finishing thirty eight and forty four. Timberwolves, 43 and a
0: half shoots to the over. 44. It's a good number. Good number, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the 76ers, 50 and a half.
1: 48. We got a nice Double. little two two one uh, and uh, one and a half game margin there. So far, the Hawks to the over is the big one.
0: They're not. Yeah, they're not listing a Phoenix price for me. It's-
1: Maybe some, uh, maybe Dan knows somebody on the Hawks hurt, Dan. That I don't know about, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's like a, you're very, very rosy. On the all, Hawks the rest, on all the rest, all the hardest. rest of these, I'm dialed absolutely dialed in. Um, what Jazz was the, 51 Suns again. What was the Suns again? Didn't
0: list, they didn't list a Phoenix Price.
1: No Suns, okay. Well, I don't want to say what my Suns is anyway because you go laugh at me.
0: John Collins, all right. Jazz 51 and
1: a half. Uh, John Collins, I know he's hurt, but not like expected to be out for a while. Like it seemed like he made like it was considering giving it a go. Um, what is your jazz number? 51 and a half. Oh boy, is that an over. Oh boy. 51 and a half. It's juice to the
0: under. It's minus 104 to the over, 18 to the under.
1: That's the worst price on the board.
0: All right, we'll bet that one too.
1: I well, have 50. I have the jazz getting to 57 wins.
0: Nice. Well, if you guys have a FanDuel account, I guess I, I haven't <laughs> seen these on some offshores. I'll have to go to 51 Iowa.
1: 51 and a half, huh?
0: Last Ooh. last one, another higher one. Miami, 52 and a half. That's 15 I wins. I am
1: over, but not by as much as I am with the Jazz. I'm at, and I got Miami at getting to 56. It's juicy
0: to that over. Grizzlies. 50. I said one more, but I'm going to do one more, one more. Grizzlies 53 and a half juice. Oh the my
1: god, I'm way over on that too. I'm at 58.
0: It is minus 128 to the over right now. Hmm. I have no idea what the limits are. I can't bet hmm. sitting here in Minnesota on these without having someone do it for me.
1: Uh. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, hmm. the, I might be a little fat on the Grizzlies because I'm giving them nine gimmies, which and. The gimme's, some of those maybe competitive, more competitive games.
0: Yeah, ask the Celtics. Gimmies aren't gimme's.
1: Gimmies aren't gimme's, yeah. That's a good point. They lost to the pistons. Which is not great. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, okay. Well, those that was fun. Any other? I, uh, I enjoyed it. Yes.
0: I feel like I'm more up to speed. And I sit and talk. The thing about sitting with Alex is we have a short-form show during the day. And usually we'll skip over a bunch of the games he's not betting. So I I usually get takes on two or three games, Mm -hmm. that he is betting. And sometimes I miss some of this stuff, but no, it was good to get up to speed. Hopefully everybody else has took something. I think there's a lot of things to take away from this. Not only just informational, but some betting angles. Definitely. Especially if you want to get into those regular season adjusted win totals or any of these uh, division or conference prices. Some, yeah. uh, some of the, like awards prices are just kind of effed, unless you want to take some swings at MVP and think what you can do there, on, or maybe defensive player of I just need Tyler Hero to continue to be the sixth best player in that team all the time and win some, uh, win some sixth, sixth man of the year.
1: Ooh, uh, I meant to put this up. Uh, power true quotes. Do roles count for bread bracket? Bread bracket. That was, of course, bread bracket. Uh, 2022 Reagan. um not only do they count trip andy put one in the top five. five oh the, my bruchin. yeah if you
0: go to germany like every bakery just has those and they're all good
1: yeah do you know i watched a uh, super bowl one time in um austria and they used the german broadcast and the big gag was they had a basket of Red shaped like a football, and they were all <laughs> little broaches like a football, and they the entire the entire broadcast, it was just bread like a football. Bread like a football. Like this it bread was is like a football. <laughs> this bread is like a football. I God damn like, it. I wanted they, to had to, nothing, they had nothing else? We're to talk struggling. About. We're yeah.
0: struggling to come to an end here. And you're gonna you're putting me on one more. <laughs> have you ever seen the Russell Wilson product? The football bread things?
1: No. <laughs> cool.
0: Just if you guys I'm gonna leave you with this and we're gonna have the music. It,
1: I can guarantee it was big in Germany.
0: Google Russell Wilson bread football after this and then just enjoy yourself. And with that, we'll catch you next Monday.
1: I got a post here from 2016 is football shaped bread. The wave of the future.
0: Simply, simply thought they were called eat the ball, eat the ball, eat the ball. Yes, yeah, uh, how did you find that?